This is the Talkin' Cowboys Break, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Welcome inside the SWBC Mortgage Studio for a little Talkin' Cowboys Break. Rob Phillips joined by Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Mickey Spagnola, Kent Garrison producing next door inside the Garrison. Cowboys beat the Raiders by a paper thinnest margin. Saw what I did there, Dave, you punster. 20 to 17 to stay alive in the wild card race. One of the wildest games you will ever see. Maybe I should start here with a couple guys that have covered the league for a long time, (laughs) covered the Cowboys for a long time. Have you ever seen one like that? No, that took the cake. I was sitting next to Dave on the way back, and I was doing the math. That made me do the math on how many games I, I think I've covered. And we were right around 400, Mickey. I know you're probably a lot more than that. Probably another zero on there. but Another zero. <laughs> but Ow. I know I'm kidding. But I, I've never I've – never, I can't remember one. And, and even if there had been some crazier games, not one with the season on the line. Like, do all these things. The season is over. And I don't remember one like that. No. Dave, Dave, in the last five years, have you seen one like that? No, that was game 102, and that takes the cake, man. You were the one that said it. Yeah, like, all all that stuff. I mean, the width of an index card between first down and turnover on downs. Not not figuratively. They literally took an index card out and used it. Not, we're not... Hypothesizing. No. That's what I wrote. I've never, I've never <coughs> said the word index card in any of the columns I've ever written. It was his. It was his note card. You know how they take it out and they write their stuff down on it. Yeah. What was your tweet today? You brought back some science terms. I, I, that's the only thing I've ever used an index card for is like flashcards, like mitochondria, <laughs> uh, D, DNA. You know, like you flip it over and you got the definition on the back for your biology quiz. Like that's what I use it's index a, it's cards. Impressive for. that he had one at on demand. Like he already had one in yeah. his pocket. Oh, they Just carry it with them. Yeah, oh, they do. For what? Yeah, like they write down the timeouts. Oh, I got you. Yeah, and I'm something know. they got to notate okay. for after the game. On the, see them pull it out. On the Raiders break this morning, they're asking, why are we folding it up then? Yeah. He made it so it was it's kind of thick. Maybe he wanted thicker so it was a first down. I, well, I, count, actually, I think what Derek said when we were eating lunch, he used it as a ruler to go from – where the stick Wait, was to where the ball was. Used it as a visual, was. Mick. Yeah, That's what he visual. said. Yeah. So he was trying to line it up like parallel to the ground. Did y'all read the the oh, yeah. full report? I wrote the story. Was about it as it. uncomfortable just to read it? As I don't know who was yes. asking the question to him. Wait, how do you say his name? Gene Steratore. Steratore. It, it was I should a, know this. It, right? He was in there yeah. with a bulldog. He was kind of, all I know. He kind of ruined the season, right? He's the Desref. Yeah. This is. I think Dez even said he was like, well, maybe this makes up for that. And he stopped and he was like, nothing makes up for that. But at least we got that. <laughs> right. Gene Steratore. Right. And I mean, you know, fourth and inches on the goal line. Like, you, do you go for the touchdown? Then your cornerback. I'm like, who, who, all four of us thought that Anthony Brown blew that game, right? He said it after the game. He said, I thought I let my team down. I had a lapse. Should have had the pick. And then, uh, what was it, a 55-yard penalty uh, on Jordan Lewis right after that? And pass interference? You're set up in the Oakland red zone, or the, I mean the Dallas red zone. And I remember telling Derek, you're looking at the clock, you're like, man, they might have a chance if there's 18 seconds here. There's only time to run two or three plays. But they had, 40, they had 44 seconds from the time they got set up there until game over. Uh, I mean, I'm just like, there's no way you're keeping them from at least tying the game, if not winning. 
And then Jeff Heath happens. You know, and Jeff Jeff Heath always happens. Jeff Heath, that's going Mickey, that's a line right there. Jeff Heath always you know, happens. And I'm I'm tweeting that out later today. Jeff A. S. Heath. Well, everybody wants to cut him. It's always and all something. he does is make plays. Hey, the play—he made two plays in a row. Like the second down pass over the middle to Crabtree, he knocks that ball down. That was a big play. Now it was also Hitchens got hurt, and then on third down, of course, he makes the the hit. But he's, you know, just just the irony, I guess, of of him not picking up the fumble earlier in the game, and then. He's like, don't worry about it. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna save the season here later. And he saved the season for now. And he, if he had his choice, he wouldn't have talked afterwards. He he doesn't like doing. He that. hates, he hates that. He's as a matter of fact, I thought he was gonna do it with his hood on. His he had a, like a hoodie sweatshirt. Yep. And he finally pulled it down. Well, the there's his voice never goes up and down. No, I know. I, I wasn't there, but it was his first you know, two I, answers were, "Yeah, it was just kind of any other play, you know." I just chased him down. But and, you're inflecting too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was <laughs> like kind of any other play. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I, I <laughs> saw him running. You know, I thought I could get the corner. Uh, you know, he, he reached out, and hey. I just saw it. And I, I pushed him, and I grabbed I, something real quick. So. I saw it went through the end zone. Yeah, we haven't even gotten there. I haven't gotten there yet. There we go. There he is. Not See, sure. he's been with us. Now and he's with the just, team. Just, I mean, okay. We're I, speaking of Ezekiel Elliott. Oh yeah, sorry. Bobblehead. I get it. I, I I'll stop beating this horse in a minute, but like, the, we're an index card and a fumble through the end zone away from like, who cares? Like, you're like, do you even play him? What's the point? You know what I mean? And now you're saying, and you know, the Cowboys still they got to win two games and they need help. Like their odds of making the playoffs still are not great, but all that crap had to go right for them to even have it for for this Christmas Eve game to even mean anything. And now you got Zeke back, and it's just that's so this season though. It's it, so it, it NFL. Just, can I, yeah, can I piss off a lot of our fans? Absolutely. You got to give Jason Garrett some credit here. You have to. And I know that if they don't want to, that's fine. But you know the the, the coach in Green Bay, their their team, where'd they go? Four and four, something like that. Three and three. I mean, kept kept it afloat there with Aaron Rodgers. You yeah. lose your best player. It didn't look good. There's no doubt about it. Zero and three start. But they found a way to kind of keep grinding here and, and, and figuring out how, how to win without some key players, not just Zeke. So, you know, I, I thought they've, they've done a nice job of just making it relevant here at the end. Well, we can speak to three plays in particular that he, he called or he had ultimately signed off on. The fake punt. Amazing. I mean, now, was that a Chris Jones special? Was, it, was that a look he got? I, I, I you talk to him. I right? think they. Yeah. Pro, uh, my guess, and he wouldn't tell. No, and, and they don't want to say. And he don't want to say what the key was, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, the guys upstairs probably had he punted before. That wasn't his first punt, was it? I don't think so. It was third quarter. I because they didn't that for you, Mick. No, they had punted some early punt in the before, game. Because I know they went a long time without punting. It seemed like because you had an interception, a yeah. touchdown, a field goal touchdown, or something like that. Yeah, they they had. I'm I'm pretty sure they had punted. Chris, he punted at least once in the first half. Okay, so, yeah. so maybe they saw something upstairs and said, "Hey, beware! If they line up like this, fourth and eleven from your." I know four. eleven. Hey, and we were sitting there. Nick goes, "He only ran twenty four yards." And I said, "Yeah, you forgot the ten. Yeah. He was standing behind the yeah. line of scrimmage. Point. Yeah. He was running forever." Well, okay. So what? What other? So that's a lot of nerve. Well, there's that, and then the next play, I believe they run a leaf flicker. Leaf flicker. Nick Eatman's play. Hey, how long you been calling for that? Ten years. 
I love it. I love the play. I would honestly, I, I, I've said it a thousand times. I, I don't see why you wouldn't run it almost once a game. I don't know why, what would be the, 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 the drawback there. Especially if Zeke's on the field. Exactly. With Zeke on the field, it's different. Because if that safety's thinking it, when he gets the ball, well, watch out because he could pitch it back. That's exactly what you want. Now, it doesn't have to be a 50-yard bomb all the time. I don't think he even threw it to the right guy. I think oh, there was another didn't. guy streaking over the middle. Man. And if Terrence, I mean, stopped running. Did y'all see it? Have y'all looked at it? Yes. Right. Yeah. He yeah. stopped running. Yeah. It's like he's he slowed up. But I yeah, love well, it. I love the call. I love the back-to-back. Like, we got to do something here. The irony, it looked like quarters coverage. Like, it it wasn't there at all. If I, I need to see it again. If there was a guy open over the middle, I didn't see him. But, like, Terrence, it, that was not there. And, and I mean, it, it it didn't come back to bite him. You know, in college when they do three guys receiver him. passes, like a reverse pass, yeah. and they try to tell the receiver, like, if it's not there, don't throw it. But they've been practicing this play forever. Right, you yeah. You know they're going to throw it. Yeah. I still feel like that's the way it is with when you do a flea flicker. Like, I'm throwing like, it. I feel like that was um, uh, two years ago, the McFadden pass to Hannah. Like, it wasn't there either. And he was like, well, we've been working on this forever. I'm going to chuck it. It was like at the tail end of the yeah. 2015 season. I mean, they called the play, so might as well run it. Yeah, right? and it's like, well, I can either run for no gain or just try to throw this pass, and it didn't work out. I, but I remember that play. Yep. Once a once a game, huh? That's your because like I'm just thinking like how many times do you see that during an NFL season? Really, okay, you don't this, see that play that often, right? But this is why number this is why I would do it. Number one, you have an offensive line that that can hold up because you got to block, you got to turn and pitch, and all that kind of stuff. And two, with Zeke, those safeties are always trying to cheat, uh, kind of cheat up forward a little bit. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe that that's too too much. But how how is teams gonna like? I'm on to you guys. You guys would like to do the flea flicker, like, okay, yeah, stay back. Yeah, I might not. Yeah, pitch safety, it back. stay back there because we could be pitching it back, and then you don't do it. 28 times a game and then your safety just take oh man i gotta go for, mm-hmm. that, that might be all you need for a four or five i just don't see the, the drawbacks i've asked some some coaches before anyways i love the call i love the aggressiveness there in those two plays yeah two two in a row by the coaching staff and then we mentioned the index card play well before that actually no, and, no that's the same play we're going for one. fourth and one on your own 39 and i looked at you guys yeah, right on the did. cowboy sideline i was like i they, they have to be lining up right now just to try to draw off sides. No way, bro. And they ran the no play. I, I just I was surprised. I know they trust their offensive line, but the game is tied. It's tied. You're not in a desperate situation necessarily. You play to win the game. I get it, but, it, I mean, that's a gutsy call, man. It's a hell of a gutsy call, and it should always be the call, honestly. Own 39. Yeah. Not midfield even. I mean, no. They can't stop the quarterback, and that, they didn't stop it, and it doesn't matter about the index right. card or not. They're going to throw. Jason Garrett had his flag in his hand if that was going to be. That's uh, – I've heard I, – and I haven't had a good look at it. We were on the sideline by that point, but I've heard from so many Cowboys fans that are like, if you look at the overhead, it's not even close. Kind of like go back to Green Bay when Zeke mm-hmm. reached the extra half yard or whatever. If you say so, I mean, if if Jason Garrett was willing to throw his flag over it, that's great. But they there, got it. it there were a, multiple players that said it was, yeah, a, it was a bad spot. They it was an like, extremely bad yeah. spot because when he hit the pile, his head was further, mm-hmm. and then he reached the ball over somebody's shoulder, and at that point, he was way past that line. Which is fun. Which to your point, all the credit in the world to Jason Garrett. I loved it. 
and then you get down on the goal line, and I'm just like, you gotta, you gotta do it again. You have to, you gotta. And he didn't, and it worked out. But I wanted that one. I wanted the well, one last aggressive. I, call. I think they should have gone for it on fourth down, the one. And not just that, but if you want to nitpick, Jason, there, Rod Smith has kind of become your hammer down there, right? And they went to Alfred, who who they trust, but uh, didn't work out. You end up going with the conservative call. What do you think of that, Mick? I thought of going for it because the worst thing that could happen is they got the ball at the one yard line, and the, the odds of them going all the way. But then you're saying, what okay, I'm going in zone for a touchback. I'm probably going, yeah, right. I'm probably going into overtime. And I think and the way that game was going, the last thing you want to do is go over. What, what I think people are forgetting too that if if the Raiders get the ball at the, at the one yard line, and the Cowboys have two timeouts, I don't think they're going to be like overly aggressive. Like, because they're going to try to, I mean, what are they going to do? I wouldn't do? think so. They, they might run Marshawn a couple times. Maybe you call a timeout. Maybe you don't. I, you might be getting a punt back around midfield with about 25, 30 seconds to go. I, I, had, I had the same feeling when they kicked that field goal that I had when Dak scored against Green Bay. I was yeah. just like, it's this. And, is I, and I thought well. about that in my head, too. I didn't want to kick to Patterson. And I even said to, to you, or I said, I, what if there's some 50-yard P.I.? Like, I, I was already thinking about that. And that happened. I know. And it, it, Which it, is weird because when he was kicking that direction, he was getting the ball deep in the end zone. Yeah, he didn't. And have. then that one landed right at the end line. I mean, the, the goal line. He didn't, like, what he happened? didn't kick off well. Because the other – I saw when he was warming up going to our right, they were coming up short. But to the left, he was powering it through the end zone. And then that one came up. And I'm sure they weren't sitting there going, oh, let's kick it so we can go down and tackle him inside the 25 after he's right. already returned he one against you for a touchdown. Thank goodness for the penalty, right? Was Bailey getting checked on at one point, though? He did. Uh, they showed it on television. He got hit from behind. Tried to make the tackle on the one of the returns. That's right. Yeah. yeah. The one that was fumbled. I yeah. think he got hit by one of his own guys, as a matter of fact, if I remember correctly. And he, he something happened with his leg. I don't know if it was a bruise or he got his ankle caught, but yeah. I think that gets isn't that called a game winning field goal? I believe that's, that's a game winning field goal. Taylor was asking me about that last night. I don't I I I would call it a go ahead. Like game winning to me implies that Wait it was like minute. the last play of the game, but or you know, like you know. But yeah, I mean yeah, it, it won it was the true. De- it was the deciding points, whatever you want to call it. It was. Oh, you could have made that one from Ah, uh, no. No, I couldn't. No. Jeff Heath might have been able to. Yes, right. He was rolling that night. God, they should have thrown him out there just <laughs> let the goat do goat things. Whoa. Russell Wilson sacked 7 times last night. What? Sorry, we'll talk about them later. Well, yeah, we'll get to big picture stuff for sure. Have they quit? <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Either that, or they're going to be pissed off as hell right now. That's I. I'm. Pissed I know because they're going to get home on Christmas morning at like one a.m. I know that. I I know very well what happened to Seattle, but write them off at your own peril. That's. Oh yeah. I think we've learned this is a week to week league, right? Yeah. Cowboys lose three straight games by twenty or more points. You think they're done? And then they rise up and win three straight. Now they're eight and six. Eight and six. And look at the Raiders. Everybody wrote them off after they got behind last week. Twenty. What was it? Twenty six to nothing like before that. they even scored. And all they were talking about was how embarrassing the effort was. And then they give that effort. Yeah. I asked Jason Witten about it last night. I was like, "Where, where does that rank for you?" You know. And it, he like the he threw out. 06 wild card loss, the fumbled field goal, uh, Des, the Dez catch game, and then the playoff game last January. Like, I mean, it's right up there in the 
top three or four craziest, at least craziest fourth quarters that, I mean, that I think anybody, you two, you two struggle to come up with something any well, better. You can so. go, you can go back to the regular season game in Buffalo when Romo got intercepted five times yeah. sure. and turns it on at the end and they end up pulling the game out. Yeah. But I think you have to factor in the stakes like with this. Oh game. yeah. Because that was yeah. a October game. A regular season game. Yeah. yeah. This is technically a playoff game. I mean, I, in a way, when that Detroit game the week before the in the 2014 uh, playoffs were, I mean, I'm just thinking of like really See, it's just controversial calls. But it's like it's like but there's like one every time I think about I'm, I'm I think back and I'm like oh that game was wild like oh like when Green Bay came back on them here in 2013 that was wild but like it was all so much more normal. You know what I mean? It was normal stuff. Yeah, it was good just, plays, but it was just football. Right. This is this was something else between you know the there was there was hey there was a controversial catch call in this game. Um, what's his name from Oakland? I can't even remember the wide receiver. Uh, yeah, forgive me for not knowing his name off the top of my head. Oh, was, was it the, Roberts? With, yeah, Seth uh, Roberts. Yeah, Seth Roberts. Thank you. That juggling. Uh, yeah, there was that. There was the index card. There I was, liked the challenge. There by was that. the fumble out of the Did end you zone. Liked it? You didn't. Uh, yeah. You got to remember now. Every time you see it on replay, seven times, really slow. You've that's seen it not. More than they have. But that's not what the Cowboys coaches have. And it's like it was third down. That was a critical play. I I, I didn't mind the challenge. The ball was on the ground. It, the matter, and they never got to see if his hand was underneath the point of the ball when they showed yeah. it over and over and over again. I didn't. I didn't hate the challenge, but at at no point did I think that they had a good chance of winning it. Really, after I saw it for the first time, but. Well, well, just, uh, just it was crazy, bonkers, bat s, if you will. There it is, bat bleep, crazy yeah. football game. Hey, by the way, give us a call if you want two one four eight seven two twenty one zero two. Chime in, tell us if this is the craziest Cowboys game you've ever seen. We're gonna take our first break. When we come back. We'll continue breaking down Cowboys twenty, Raiders seventeen, and also look ahead, big picture. What does this mean for the playoff race? And Dave is raising him up in the air. Bobblehead Zeke, the real Zeke, is back in the building today. We'll get to that next. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas in football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. 
like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas size deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. This is the Talkin' Cowboys Break, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Tommy John, underwear that's guaranteed to never ride up, Mickey. Trust me, I wear it. It's nothing like you've ever worn before. Plus, it's backed by the best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. I want to read that a couple times. I, there might be some people that need some new Tommy Johns. After, after that, that game? game for yeah. Christmas. Love it. And mine didn't ride up yesterday. By oh, the way. cool. Thanks. Good to know. Thanks, Mick. The whole three hours. Although Plus I had the to, plane ride back. I had to stand up at the end. My legs were so sore because we weren't high enough over that front row. And so I was like on my toes sitting up in my chair. And then yeah. I realized, God, my legs are sore. Not but, the most, but, uh, not the most comfortable environment. But if you couldn't hear, you couldn't see the game. At least you had the radio. That's right. Broadcast off to the side there. That's true. Whatever. Compass radio. Is Compass that radio is? broadcast with Annie White. Annie White analyzing the game. That was uh, that was a unique environment. I think I said that on the pregame show. Dave hung out in the black hole for a little bit pregame. It was awesome. Kent, uh, before we go to our caller, you oh, uh, man. you were involved there too. You were over there. Yeah. yeah what the happened? Black hole is something else, guys. It's. Uh, the rumors are true, what they say about the black hole. It was uh, it's quite an experience, quite a few different costumes and such, people yelling some things that I'm not going to repeat <laughs> on the air. And most of all, yeah, they gave Dak a beer shower after he uh, scored a touchdown. I've never seen that one before. And you were right there you were in between Dak and, and yeah. them. So yeah, yeah I, was, I was a little sweaty, so thank you. It cooled me off a bit. That's the only positive I can say. But I've never seen that before. These are adults, guys. Let's just—you pay nine bucks for a beer. Don't just throw it on the field. It's a I just, lot of money. Kind of immature. To yeah. Spend on a beer to throw it at the field. I love. That's the second time you've said that. It's like not really about player safety or anything. It's about you're throwing beer on the field. Like, <laughs> don't waste it. It's a waste of a perfectly good beverage. Can't. What hat it's, were you wearing? What hat was I wearing? It was it cowboy. Was it a Cowboys it was hat? Cowboys. So you you probably oh, got yeah. just you, for the fact that I was wearing the hat I got so many of those take that hat off yeah yeah you probably you know. <laughs> well I work for the team so yeah, yeah so so do I but I was pretty careful not yeah. to be having the rationale and those guys seem like it really works like All right, sir I work for the team oh that's awesome oh in that case go on by sir yeah, it's yeah, fine you're fine we're not gonna throw anything at you Dak Dak works for the team too that's he true got coated in Miller Light. Dak had a yeah. Dak kind of gave him a little yell after he scored and directed it at the black hole. Like, sorry guys, I kind of spoiled your night. But uh, Des got involved there a little you bit. It. Did he have yeah. to change jerseys? I don't think so. I don't did, even know if he so, noticed. Did so they, somebody on the Raiders, some linebacker, is walking in with like, oh, I traded with Dak. It's just like it smells like Heineken <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. I don't even know. Did they? Can, did they throw Des a ball? He said it was a hat. It was a hat, mm-hmm. and he spiked he it. Said he, no, he said he back-dunked it. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> he said afterwards, he's like, Reverse yeah, dunk. honestly, that's my kind of party, man. Yeah, they want to mix it up. They want to get rowdy. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, it is. 
That's it was I, like a college atmosphere. No, I was going to have say, a helmet on. There's really there's really only like five buildings in the NFL that where it feels rowdy and raucous, like a yeah. college type environment, and that was definitely one. Well, I, we had, we had the binoculars on when that touchdown was going on, and I remember looking down and you know. And I saw, well, there's Kent right there. And a lot of people had kind of moved off to the corner. And, and Kent turns around and starts sh- shooting up into the crowd like, oh, this would be a good shot. So, Got a boy, Kent. That's what the great ones the atmosphere, do. you know? That is. Yeah. Hang in there. Got to get the atmosphere. Stay focused. It reminded me of Pittsburgh last year, just the environment and the relentless nature and the costumes and everything. Hey, black it's, everywhere. It's another pretty crazy fourth quarter. Forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Get to, game. get to see some good games when you follow this team it's around. True. They that like was to, a, yeah. They like to keep it interesting. Still, though, that was all football stuff. Like, you know, I didn't, I, did, I wasn't thinking about index cards and touchbacks. And calls. And calls. And I mean, I, yeah. I said it several times about, you know, just the game of inches. We saw it four or five times in right. the game. Right. I mean, Beasley, go back to the third quarter. Beasley touching that player. I mean, Sean inches Smith, yeah. off the ground. And, and just the heightened. The subplot of G- ref Gene Serator, yeah. First game ref in a Cowboys game since the Des catch. Oh, and he's involved in in index. And game? he's laughing. He's laughing. Like, right. I, the look, crazy. the look on his face when he got like you know he kind of pulled away from the chains and walked over to signal first down. Like he looked like he was just smirking from ear to ear. And I don't <laughs> care what he says. He had to have been thinking like, oh, let's see what Cowboys fans think about me now. <laughs> First down. Yeah. And you know what? He's a pretty sharp guy because he did one of those clinics during training camp. He was like the guest speaker for the rules, and he's pretty sharp. His, I think his brother does basketball. I think he does, too. Or he does, too. He's a, he's a high school basketball ref like during the week and stuff. I know Peter King followed him around for a week or two a couple years ago. Uh, but... He will. He's now involved in like two of the most insane moments of recent <laughs> Cowboys history. Which actually, I was thinking about that. It seems like, like the Raiders in particular, like they just have all these moments. Like, they, like they have all these moments with names. Like the name the, game, the yeah. immaculate reception, the Heidi game, uh, the sea of hands, the holy roller, whatever the hell else. Goes uh, to the post. The tuck rule. Mm-hmm. So what is the, what are we going to call there's, this? There's three of them. Oh, there's well, there's and, two, and the one that the index card game. They, I guess they purposely was it Stabler fumbled the ball. That was the whole. Yeah, that's the holy roller. Yeah. Yeah. Holy ro- holy ro- holy roller, sea of hands, Heidi game, tuck rule, immaculate reception. Immaculate reception. It's it's but, unreal. And there's, you could call it like Kent said. And there goes to the post with Dave Casper. And yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like they got another one. But you know, I thought do better than in depth. Well, you could call game. you can you could label that one, or you could few? you could nickname the Derek Carr touchback thing. I mean, that was no, that in no. itself was crazy that's, enough. No, but that's what I wrote about last night. I wrote the story. I don't care. I don't care what you say. You can argue with me. Fifteen years from now, when the memory of this is kind of hazy and like Jeff Heath hasn't played football in a while, you're not going to think about the touchback. You're not going to think about like the Dez. Gain. You're not gonna like. You're gonna think about the index card. That's yeah. what's gonna stand out. You're gonna be like, remember that game at a, at the Oakland Coliseum with the before the Raiders moved to Vegas and Gene Steratore pulled out an index card. Like that's what you're gonna. Remember. Well, you know what's gonna happen too. There's gonna be a game between like, you know, 
Nevada and and Boise two years from now, where it's gonna be real close, and the coach will be like, "Where's your index card? Like, can you just check and see? Like, do you have a card? Because I saw it at one time in a game. Like, you just put your card down. Like, no, I don't have a card. That's become like the next step of confirmation. Yeah, yeah. Just put a card down. There's got to be something we can do with card and yard and car. Yeah, well, I'm gonna work on something. Index car. Nice. The card. The card yard. I'll work on it. That's not yard art. The longest card. That's not bad. That's not bad, Robert. Or the that shortest, the shortest one. Yeah. Well done. All right, Kent. We still have a call on the line. I like it. Yeah, Demetrius in Fort Worth. Hey, how y'all doing, man? Hey, hey, what's up? Oh, that was the craziest thing ever, man. My two-year-old learned so many bad words last night. I'm, uh, I'm sure it was before then. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Uh, one statement, man. Nick Eatman, man. We got to get you down on that sideline, man. We got to get you. To talk to uh, Scott Linehan, man, they need to listen to you. And we got to get you to uh, have a meeting uh, to, with the GM too, man. They need to uh, they need to listen to your advice, man. I, I like a lot of what you say. Which one? You like the? Is it because of the flea flicker that didn't work? No, no, not the flea flicker. The speed of receiver, the, the big, uh, dumb defensive tackle in the middle. Uh, just a lot of what you say makes sense. Man. Thank just, you. I'm, I tweeted you before saying they, uh, maybe you should not talk because maybe the coaches listen and they're like, we're not going to listen to some writer tell us how to run, I think. I tweeted, I tweeted at you that before. But uh, uh, I appreciate that. I really noticed. Um, K-Bone Frazier, the defense seems to be better when K-Bone's on the field and Byron is out. Like, is it possible to like, just have Byron come in and like cover big receivers and, and tight ends and like play K-Bone more? And uh, is it time to think about just letting Skandrick totally heal up? Because, in my opinion, the defensive uh, backfield is playing way better without him, and I don't see many uh, as many missed tackles as I do when Skandrick's on the field. Okay, thanks right. for the call, Demetrius. I can actually answer that second one. Skandrick said himself on Friday, these guys are playing well. And I want to give myself the best chance to be successful. There's no need for me to rush right now with the way they're playing. What a mature attitude. Yeah. Good for him. Which, yeah, I mean, you know, um, uh, I'm sure he wants to I'm get out. back. I don't, I don't think I like that. I'm out. I, I don't know if I like it either. I mean. Well, he doesn't. I think he's. So there's point, no reason to rush back? No. I, I, he doesn't want to hurt the team by trying to rush and not be 100%. That was, I, that was I, the way he put it. I got, got it. broken bones. He, and he was, I got he was, it. And he was complimenting how the young players are playing. Dave, I think, yeah, it was a mature answer. I Good think, answer. I mean, I think so. <clears throat> I, I, I guess I get where you're trying to go with that, but, like, he's got broken bones in his back. I'd rather he just be 100% or let these guys play. That's what he meant. Yeah. He didn't feel that way about Romo, though, to bet. I mean, he wanted I, Romo back out there. At which instance are we talking the, about here? The, the time he got hurt. Fractures. But at least Same you, injury. But at least he you have a committee. Game. Yeah, one game. You have a committee this of corners. This one doesn't sound like missing one game. you got a committee of corners that can step in and help yeah, there. That's different bit, with your starting corner. A little bit of a but, different scenario. But, but I, I think I would disagree with a, with one of the statements that he made about you know the corners. The corners are playing well, and, and they're scrappy, but you know they – they gave up some some pretty big plays last night too, and and I think having Skandrick back there would certainly help. I just I don't know I don't know how that goes. I mean he he doesn't want to put he doesn't want to come back if he's not ready because then that's when you get beat that's when you get exposed and 
Okay. I get it. But like you think about that from a selfish standpoint, but that's also a good at like why why are you gonna be out there if you're gonna expose the secondary? Like I, I don't need that. I and think he wants to be out there. It's he's ten years in the league. They still got a chance to go to the playoffs here. If he if he can play, he'll play. To, I, to your let's point, remember this is a more difficult position to play with that injury than quarterback, honestly. It's it I had to grade this game. It's <clears throat> This is it's a this is a tough. I want I want y'all's opinion on this. This is tough to grade how these DBs played because how many passes they broke up. How many passes did they break up? I will answer that for you. I, I want to say it was like Six. seven or eight. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, Heath with one, Jordan with one. Cheeto with one, and Anthony Brown with three. Byron Jones also with a big one, too. There's a drop pick. Yes, that counts. Hey, 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 okay. I hear you. Hey, what if? No, I mean, Derek I'm sorry, but Derek Carr threw 38 passes and finished with 171 yards or 100 and, yeah, 171 yards. Two touchdowns. Cheeto gave up two touchdowns. Jordan had the, you know, almost back-breaking defensive pass interference, but. It's hard for me to look at this, you know, against a guy that was an NFL MVP candidate and say that they were bad. Certainly, there's, I mean, gro- there were some growing pains to be sure, but I thought they played well overall. I mean, there was two big plays for the Raiders. They had the cars run on third down. Was it 32 yards? Yeah. The DBs didn't have anything to do with that. And then the pass interference. Other than that, they didn't move the ball. That's we were talking about that. I think Derek and I were talking about that on the sideline. Like some some people on Twitter were giving us a hard time because we said Michael Crabtree wouldn't be an issue for the secondary, and he had two touchdowns on Cheeto Wuzier. But look at his numbers. Yeah, he caught seven of seventeen targets for thirty nine yards. He it, scored two touchdowns. Thirty nine like, yards on seventeen targets. It yeah, really did seem like they were laboring to get up the field. You know, every, yeah. nothing came easy for them in this so game. So Patterson had a kickoff return to midfield that that led to. One of their touchdowns, right? Yeah. They had the interception um, that led to some points. And Mar- I mean, Marshawn Lynch hit him for some nice runs. I mean, he's he's a tough guy to deal with. But overall, 17 points. I, I mean, I thought, I thought the they defense, handled him pretty well. I thought the defense I mean, I played pretty well. handled him, but they – he, he had a, he had some tough sledding, yeah. you know. He, I mean, he he will fight for extra yardage, but he had to fight for it in the game. Well, they did a pretty good job of ganging up on him. Yeah, yeah they, they, they were hitting around the ball. Uh, D- Demetrius mentioned Kayvon Frazier. What do you guys think of the way he's playing? Oh, man. I haven't seen him do anything in pass coverage. Yeah, I I think I said that on the sh- on on a show last week. Is I think you know, Kayvon and Heath have a knack for being around the ball, and they hit and they hit well more often than not. Byron and uh, and Xavier Woods are a little better in coverage, but you they're not necessary like they they aren't around the ball as much and they haven't always tackled as well That's I mean you saw what they did when they went to the dime late when they moved Byron into the slot on the tight end and Anthony Brown and then they put Xavier Woods back uh, at safety with with Jeff Heath so that kind of tells you what the coaching staff thinks of Kayvon's uh, pass coverage ability. yeah now close to the line of scrimmage coming up and making hits yeah absolutely I think he was like second or third in tackles did he have like six Kayvon had six tackles. Way to go, Mick. And a tackle for loss, for that mm. matter. So, I, I feel the same way about the safeties as I did in July, to be totally honest with you, which is like you've got four safeties, all of which do something pretty well. They don't have a single guy that does everything great. Like They don't have a guy where you're just like, he's rock solid. He needs to be out there all 60 snaps 
Landon Collins type. Yeah, they don't have a Landon Collins or an Earl Thomas. Uh, it would be nice if they did, but and that's I don't expect them to change these guys' roles very much. I think you're going to keep seeing this rotation down the last two weeks. It's been working, and they've managed to more often than not put these guys in a good position. I don't I don't see why you try to make a sweeping change with two weeks left in the season. Just keep keep this thing going and worry about how you're going to play the position next year when it's time to do that. I think they've done a good job of figuring out each guy's role, let them play it, situational football, and just keep rolling them in. Because sometimes, you know, you see Kayvon Frazier out there and he plays 35 plays and you're going, okay, this is great. Well, now what happens when he plays 60? That was the question with Wilcox last year. Right, same thing. He earned a rotational role of 20 snaps a game. Because he was much better than when he was a starter. And along the same line, like people kept asking me last night, I assume they were asking y'all too, like, Where'd Cheeto go? Where'd Jordan go? Are they hurt? What I'm like, no, they're they like they're basically platooning the secondary. That's what they're doing. They're bringing guys in in certain situations and on certain series. And I get why that can be frustrating, especially when you want to see your young draft picks. But like I said, since they started doing this against Washington, it's been working more often than not. So. And I think Anthony Brown's earned the right to get back out there a little bit more because they gave him some series outside at cornerback. <laughs> Just catch the ball. Anthony. I mean, what, don't don't try to catch it on your shoulder. Just pack. catch he's, the ball. He scores, right? Yes. Oh yeah. Well, it, oh, he's gone. Or well, he could have just caught it and fallen on the ground nah, in the game. Be, he's gonna go score. Yeah, that's fine. Do it. Just. <laughs> I I had a bad feeling they were gonna lose the game when they kicked the field goal, and then that shot up another ten notches when he dropped that. I was like, that's yeah. That's how you lose games in the NFL is when you're gifted the, the game and you don't take advantage you know, of it. I'm sure this person exists. I know it does in, in the world. A diehard Steelers fan who hates the Cowboys. Tough Monday for you. Not good. I mean, you got, they, they they had a game that's stolen from them because of a catch rule. Then they lose they lose their best player, maybe the best player in the league. <laughs> they lose home field advantage to the Patriots. And, it, and it's like the team that they haven't really ever yeah. been able to get past. And like both teams had a quarterback with a brain fart. Whatever, thank you. Yeah. I didn't know if I should say sure. it. Sure. Brain fart. Let Dave say it. It's the internet. Um, yeah. Uh, how, do you, how does he experience quarterback like that throw an interception when you've got a field goal to send it into overtime? I, that's about as painful a way to lose a game as I've seen in a long time. You could just be have a chance. A chance to tie the game, and you reach the ball out to the pylon when you have a first down, and you get hit by Jeff Heath, and, and could have gone out of bounds. That's and it. Just ran out of bounds. Stop the most the again, like we watch the end of these games from the sideline, and the most amazing thing of that whole thing. So that happened in the far corner. We were on the Cowboys sideline. It happened on the Raiders sideline. We're probably on the twenty, and it happened at the two. So we're eighteen yards downfield and fifty-three yards across the field. So. 60, 70 yards away. I have no idea. I'm like, he either scored a touchdown or he's out at the one. Like, th- those are the two options that I am aware of. And Matt Eberflus just comes charging down oh. the sideline. For- and he was even further up the field. And he's just like, that's a touchback. That's a touchback. Get the offense out. I'm just like, how? Yeah. How did you? How could you put that together in the moment like that? Witt was doing it, too. He it's was doing this like it's over. Unbelievable. Yeah. I guess they watched enough ball. Well, Jeff, Heath, Jeff Heath didn't know what happened, and he made the play. He looked. He said he rolled over, and he saw he fumbled, but he didn't know if his knee was down or what exactly happened. It was, it was him. Or, I, mean, I guess it was Lee. I mean, somebody that was, that was kind of – I could just see somebody pointing and all that, and I just looked over and saw Eberflus just flying down the field. And, and, <laughs> I, and, 
I like looked over at them. I was like, I think Cowboys just won this game, and they're. It, I li- I was like, how? How did they win the game? What are you talking? Yeah, Derek about? was like, uh, I don't think so. I buddy. think it's. I think it's. <laughs> I think it's first and goal at the one. Yeah, actually. doesn't seem good at all. Brian Broadus's strange lady theory is getting stronger and stronger after watching this football game. All right, let's you know? let's not give Brian Broadus credit for hypothesizing that the NFL is weird and stuff happens. The like, NFL is a strange lady, Tiny Jim. He likes to say it a lot, but it's not like he came up with that. It's been going on forever. Well, I know, but I like the I mean, phrase. And he's Dave, you said you think you should get credit, but yeah, no, for sure. I was I was very mean to the Cowboys after they lost that Chargers game, and they have responded. They're showing you. They are. Hey. I'm happy to eat crow. They, I don't. I. I don't. I. I feel. I felt justified in te- like they. They looked like a team that had mailed it in. They lost three games by a combined seventy points. So did in those games when you came up with that hypothesis? <laughs> Wh- did you just decided they got to the second half and said, you know what, don't want to play anymore? I think they, first half was okay though. I think overall, like three games. First, yeah, first half's fine, but like by the end of these games, you, especially. The Thanksgiving game, when you're basically, I don't know if it was exactly 500, 468 passing yards to Phillip Rivers. Really, uh, the, the Keenan Allen, the Keenan Allen touchdown when five, I think five guys missed tackles on his way into the I end I saw zone. about two of those plays yesterday watching games where a wide receiver weaves yes. through the entire defense. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I, I, I say this a lot. When teams and maybe Cincinnati's doing, I, I don't know, but when, when you feels like they're kind of quitting a little bit, I don't think you quit. On Sunday, I think you just quit on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday in your preparation. That's right. Yeah, no, I'm not doing. That. But you don't you quit on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday and play your ass off on the first half on Sunday and then decide the second half I'm out. Well, I don't necessarily think I agree with that. I mean, like you, you give it your best shot, and it starts to go against you, and you're like, well, here, here it is again. All of a sudden, we're down 17 when we had a chance to be in the lead. Point being, obviously, that wasn't the case, but. I challenge anybody to find it. I mean, ninety-two to twenty-two is the composite score during that three-game losing streak. And what was the other? What was the other uh, stat that went through all those games? What not having Sean Lee? That's one of them. That's one the of them. Running game's been good. And the quarterback was sacked 14 times in three games. I mean, there's a million reasons for it, Mickey. You still, but that, that doesn't mean they quit. Like there's that. a tangible reason for it. Well, I think I think they. I, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. I think you. I don't know. Are you saying that they they did? I mean, you you, you made that statement, but I don't think you really. They looked like a team that had to me. Okay, they did. Right, they absolutely did. And down the stretch, and like I get all those things, and all those factors uh, combine to to add to the frustration. Give you when you're like, well, we don't have our best players. We 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 aren't the team that we're supposed to be. That makes it more frustrating. Um, and I even like I I don't know how many times I said in my life the the 2015 season was so amazing because as bleak as it was they were in every game right down in the final stretch they lost seven of those 12 games by a touchdown or less so to see this team get blown out in such convincing fashion three straight weeks it's something we've never how, seen before how about this stat the Cowboys are eight and six they're they're hovering at you know average or above average but that was the first win of the season that was not double digit win. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. This is easily the least dramatic season of Jason Garrett's tenure here. And that's uh, just in terms of the results of the games, which maybe they tried to make up for the whole thing last night because, I mean, they crammed about five games worth of drama into one fourth quarter out there. Yeah. Lord. Hey, I got a theory, though. Uh, Seriously, you need the Lions to lose. 
Marvin Lewis came out and said that this is going to be his last game, his last season with the with the Bengals, his last home game is Sunday. The Lions. Did he come say that? Town. I thought. Didn't they say that? The report came out and he blew it off. Like I don't, Marvin Lewis. Well, then you're gonna, then you're gonna get fired. Either way, this is probably gonna be his last home game. He's been 15, 15 years there. Wow. Yeah. I think it's better if Detroit wins. What? Why? Tell me. Because okay. Gonna end up. Tell me. Tell me. At the end of the break. Yeah. Let's oh. let's tease that. <laughs> yeah. Let's no, I need that. to hear this. Yeah, I need to hear this because I've been saying it wrong. Then. Cool. Let's uh, let's take our final break. Come back. Talk a little big picture. Where the Cowboys stand in the playoff race. We'll touch on Zeke as well and some injuries coming out of Sunday's game as well when we come back. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas based Jack Black, is the number one best selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit getjackblack.com slash cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer near you. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. This is the Talkin' Cowboys Break, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Well, after a strange Sunday, there's nothing strange about getting Papa John's pizza on Monday because of those ingredients like the veggies, fresh, whole, never frozen, pepperoni, 100% pork and beef, and you want to improve your Monday, get a Papa John's pizza. That sounds good on a victory Monday, doesn't it? Yes, yeah. it does. Thanks, Mick. Welcome hungry. back to... Huh? I'm very hungry. Sorry. No. Thinking out loud. It's been a long night. Yeah. Although I got long some morning. great pizza Saturday night. Did San you? Francisco. Have a cheesesteak. That's not, that's not for two weeks, James. Golden Boy Pizza. Okay. If you ever go to San Francisco, look Oscar it up. Oscar De La Hoya has got his own pizza place. Yeah, right? See, <laughs> he's in the pizza business <laughs> now, huh? Right. Could right. be. Welcome back to Talking Cowboys. We only got 10 minutes left in the show. Appreciate you guys joining us on a Monday. Cowboys win 2017 over the Raiders in improbable, crazy fashion. So big picture, they're eight and six. 
I'm, uh, I'm, I'm trying to put it to Dave's been on this uh, thing. Oh, yeah. I, f- I forgot. Mick, explain why it would be good if the Lions won. That's where I'm going. Because Detroit, Detroit's eight and six. They if, beat if the Chicago. Cowboys, if the Cowboys win out, which team is are they most likely to tie with at 10 and six? That would be bad. I mean, it's Atlanta. Bad. It's bad. Atlanta, if, right? Well, that would be because the they most lose bad. a head to head. Yeah. All right. If there's a three way tie. And if Atlanta and Detroit haven't played each other, they then have head to head. They have count. each other. They have. That's Atlanta wins. Well, that ruins my theory. Yeah, okay. Atlanta wins that tiebreaker. Because they won games against both of them. And the head to head tiebreaker with Detroit comes down to common opponents, right? And as it's assuming they both win out, Detroit would have a better record in games against common opponents. Because they beat the Packers and the Cowboys didn't. And it's the only game is the Packers. There's common opponents after conference record? Yes. And it, they would be the same. But then it would go to strength. They would both victory. be eight and four if they went out. Right. The Lions, it's it's Giants, Packers. Um, I think there's like one or two more in there. But I, like the Giant, or the Lions would be four and one, and the Cowboys would be three and two. I think. It, they need the Lions to win to lose one of these next two, Cincinnati and Green Bay, and they need the Falcons to lose two of their next three, one tonight or against Carolina and New And it Orleans. doesn't have to be the Falcons, but it has to be one of those. Two. Somebody in the NFC South has to bottom out. That's really, yeah, they got to basically lose To get out. to 10 and 6. Basically, you need Tampa Bay to win tonight. You just, I mean, th- th- that would be See, a I, really, that would be a help. It, it would be, be huge, huge, huge help. But Atlanta has to go to New Orleans next Sunday, and they finish the season at home against a pretty damn good Carolina team. So, I, I don't think all hope is lost if the Bucks don't win this game, but it sure it sure would be nice. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty good now. And the question is 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 what will Green Bay do with Aaron Rodgers? Are they gonna play him? That's it. Why would you play him? You, they're officially eliminated, right? I don't know if it's I don't mathematical. Know if it's mathematical, mathematical, it's good. but it's common sense. He's playing it. I thought I read that. It okay. it's it's so my it's so minuscule. It might as well be official. Well, the reports are kind of like Romo a couple years ago. That bone's not fully healed, but he came back anyway. So, do you want to risk your franchise late? I, don't I wouldn't. Know. No, yeah. you just just reset it again like Romo's. Oh yeah, just no big deal, right? Just like uh, shave the shave off the tip so it doesn't uh, crack again. It's like Legos. What's funny is that we I think we talked about that last week. Like Detroit played Atlanta this year, and Atlanta won on that. Oh yeah, that, that controversy at the goal line. Hey. Where was he in? Was he not in? And the clock ran out. And that's the difference between you having, you know, between Detroit having a tiebreaker and not over. I mean, it's it's a crazy league, man. It's absolutely nuts. Just win games when you score thirty points. I was gonna say these are the types of situations you put yourself in when you don't handle your own business. Still comes down to that Rams game for me. I mean, yep. is that eleven it, point lead? Yeah, even though the Rams are, are, are much better than we think. That I mean, the game they they had chance to win the game. Yeah, they had I, a chance to put it away in the second quarter. I know the the Switzer punt return, right, Mick? Yep. Okay. I I just me and Brian argue about that. I don't think it's a bad loss. They put up thirty points a game. They look damn good right now. That's not a bad a bad loss is Denver. A bad loss is the Chargers on Thanksgiving. Any no, bad any loss where you have a double digit lead and you can't hold on to it's bad. I don't care if you're playing the 07 Patriots. If you're up by eleven points at home against anyone, you should fi- figure out a way to win. And you hadn't been stopped yet. They scored three consecutive possessions to start that game. Or they and could, they were getting the ball. They could have run the ball on second down against the Packers, too. Well, hey, if, it, if Atlanta wins this game, I've been, been informed that Green Bay is officially eliminated. There if, we go. If okay. Atlanta wins so they're hanging by a thread. Cowboys have to take care of their own business. They got two games left. Uh, 
Thank you. Injury updates coming out of the game. Tyron Smith, Anthony Hitchens, anybody else? I don't like the sounds of the Tyron Smith one. It doesn't sound good, yeah. Uh, Tyron Smith left with a knee. Stephen Jones said it's not his ACL, um, but he didn't make it sound overly optimistic. Yeah, even if it's an MCL and you sprained it good, you're out two to four. He he didn't make it – he didn't rule him out, but he did not sound optimistic that Tyron would be ready to go for this game. Uh, he said he thinks Hitch has a better chance, but that's still another wait and see. So the Seahawks good on defense when all their guys are there, they are. But typically, uh, yes. They uh, are. Well, fortunately, they're not all there right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And the one nobody worried about was Mayo went out with a back. Oh, right? I forgot about him. Yeah. And I saw him coming out of the locker room, and I can't remember who asked him how he. Jason was, Carrot was, is it. Were you there? At I that was point? right there with you. And Jason Garrett said, asked, and he said, and he he shook his head, like not good, not good. Yeah, yeah. it was Garrett. Well, that's not good. So it's that gave that's why that's not good. That's why Taco was playing. So he, actually, yeah, he was in on both sides. Taco, he played pretty well. He was so close to sacks. They were so on that. He's got the, some Anthony the, Spencer the, in him. That almost Anthony. I haven't. I have not watched the tape. But, I mean, that's as much as I remember seeing his jersey, you know, like really being an active part of the pass rush in a game. Even though he didn't get a sack, he, it seemed like he was impacting the game. You know, the irony of that, the fumble out of the end zone, they almost sacked him. He got away. Like two guys were right on. If they had sacked him, they basically would have set him for a field goal and we'd go into overtime. Call a timeout, right? Yeah. He got uh, – Demarcus Lawrence, I, th- I mean, he had Carr dead to rights at least twice, and it didn't work out for him. Maybe even on the interference call, too. Yeah. Because they oh. had pressure on him. He was just heaving it. He just points. I yeah. saw him point. He said, you just run, run. Yeah. I mean, that was as good as a Hail Mary. He just heaved it. Oh, man. All right. So, I mean, what did he have to lose, right? It was fourth down. That's true. That's true. All right. So, before what? we get out of here, we got about five minutes left. We got to get the Zeke talk, right? We've touched on it briefly. This is a. Well, the funny Pretty like big news day. There's there's not a lot to talk about right now. Like he's allowed in the he's here. He's he is here. He was uh, he was allowed to get here at ten for sick call. He's he's a member of the team again. He's uh, Jerry Jones said he had a meeting set up with him where they're just kind of gonna catch up and mm-hmm. status report. He's supposedly been in Cabo going through the whole Rocky thing. There's a photo of him just looking abtastic. 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 Good, good word. Whoa. Uh, just so. clearly in great shape. According I don't know. Pictures. I don't know when we're going to hear from Mr. Elliott. It might be today. It might be tomorrow. It might be Wednesday. But he's back. He's he's a member of the team once again. When are we going to see his documentary? That's I I I hear about this and I don't I don't know. But uh, it's that's the most 2017 ever thing ever. Like you gotta gotta promote yourself i guess i don't know you gotta figure out how to make money yeah yeah well you missed six games worth of wages and all those legal fees on top of that like two million dollars i don't care how much money you're making you don't turn your nose up on two million dollars of salary Mm. and losing your guarantees it's been a tough stretch for it's not like the sponsors are going to just be rolling in right it's going to be an interesting week i mean you know you can get into all the you know how quickly can he pick up where he left off? How much of a workload do you give him right away? Uh, what's he have to say about the suspension? I mean, we haven't heard him talk since probably the afternoon after the Chiefs game, November 5th. You're right. We got time to talk about him. Fresh leg. <laughs> but hey, that, that being said, what about the intangible lift? Because I feel like the guys in the locker room after the game, they were focused on the win, but a lot of them were asked about Zeke, and he just said, I think Des said it, just the energy he gives us. It's sure. He's our 
our emotional leader, basically, and they haven't had that for six weeks. And you got to give credit to what the running backs did, Rod, Alfred, in this stretch. But you know he's got, he's got the home run threat, and he does bring kind of an attitude and a mentality to this offense. First and goal in the five to win the football game, De- uh, Zeke on the, on the field, like they're scoring a touchdown, I think. I mean, I know he's been stopped before, but I don't think that you, you get stopped there. I really don't, and and I think that he's he's the difference maker uh, in those tough short yardage runs. Yeah, not to mention his presence opening up other things, other yep. options off play action. Your flea flicker. Dak was playing amazing when he was there, and now he's. And then he got stupid. Well, okay. for three games, sarcasm button. <laughs> Press it. Actually, there you go. That was so, that was subtle sarcasm. I was like, "Where are you?" Oh, oh if, yeah. If you about? do a show with him long enough, you can tell. Ooh. He kind of mutters it. No, I mean, like it, it, the pregame show. We they went over all his stats during the three-game losing streak, and the one they forgot was he got sacked fourteen times and hit nineteen times in three games when you'd only been sacked ten times in eight games. Yeah, he got beat up pretty good. There's a reason for that, right? Not that he forgot how to play football or that he needed to learn how to play without Zeke. Speaking of Chaz, um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't mention his name. <laughs> I mean, hey, go go figure. I, you get Zeke back, and maybe you're looking at needing a new left tackle for the at least this game, if not the last two. I don't know that for sure, but it sounds like it's at least a possibility as you head into this practice week. I mean, Tyron's... All I know is they gave Byron Bell some help. And they did. And when they didn't, it got pretty scary. Had a holding call. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've seen that. It, and that You can lump Tyron into that stretch where they lost three in a row. He missed two of those games, right? Yep. So it helps to have and your all-pro players. And lost Zach Martin for a half of the game. It, do, it helps to have your all-pro players? It does. That's some next-level analysis. That is my obvious man <laughs> quote of the week as we wrap up today's show. But you, you know, know what? That's, that escaped a lot of people when all they wanted to point out was his interceptions and lack of touchdown passes. You know, but Jason Garrett prints out T-shirts to say no excuses. Yeah, well, that's... Which is... Which is he does no, it. It's noble. He does it, but, I mean... Rule number six? Rule number 76, no excuses to play like a champion. 76, there it is. Six. All right, well, thanks. Speaking of those great players, Pro Bowl comes out tomorrow night. Does it? Yeah, official announcement, NFL Network. What do you think, three or four? Four. Give me four? Five. Give me five. Should be five. Give me three offensive linemen, Chris Jones. Who else? You don't DeMarcus, want Marcus Lawrence? Marcus Lawrence, of course, tanks in there. I hope Chris Jones makes it. I don't think Chris he will. Make it. All he they should. do is look at the numbers. Well, I'm saying. We got time to talk about that tomorrow. Both shows, all three shows, be back tomorrow. Nick? Don't forget Lyell. I, I have a feeling Ooh. about Lyell. All right. I don't know. I just think so. There's a sleeper for you. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll be back with our normal shows tomorrow. Enjoy the victory. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!